All right, let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Parker Kane. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Upbeat. I share a lot of motivational stuff and info on social media, music, and entertainment. But I will also be sharing my personal experiences and interviewing all kinds of other people for their stories and their experiences, finding and pursuing what they really love to do. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to Upbeats. I'm your host, Parker Kane. Thank you for being here and for listening in. I appreciate it. This week, I'm doing a very different and special episode with my family. I mentioned it in last week's episode as well, towards the end, uh, that I would be here for Christmas. So I came to Boise to be with my family for Christmas, and I figured since it's Christmas time, we should do something to kind of spice up the podcast and do something different. So I'm going to do something with them. And then also, I've almost completed a full year of podcasting and hosting Upbeat, and these people right here are my number one supporters, and I literally could not do it without them. They've received many calls of, does this sound good? Does this, is this a good title? Is this good? And they're there every single time that I need their help. Uh, so I wanted to do, do something fun with them. I wanted to introduce them to all of you who are listening And also just share with them more of what the experience is like of recording a podcast while also providing a good quality Christmas special for all of you who are listening. So let's get into it. Uh, First of all, I want to say thank you to you guys for being here. I appreciate that that you guys would want to do the podcast with me. And second, I just wanted to jump in by having you all introduce yourselves. Just say your name, how you're related to me, and your favorite thing about Christmas. I'm Bob Young. I'm Parker's grandfather, and I like to be around family at Christmas time. I'm Jerome. Well, I'm called Jerome, but my name is Ricardo McGregor. I'm related to Parker. What the freak do I say? Marriage. Yeah, we're I'm his. <laughs> I'm his brother-in-law. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I love Christmas. Like thing I love about Christmas is the gifts. I guess because it's my birthday as well. So double or nothing. <laughs> I am Haley McGregor, and I'm Parker's sister. And my favorite thing about Christmas is the music and people being nice to each other. I am Linda. I'm Parker's mom. And I guess my favorite thing about Christmas is just the difference in how you see so much more kindness during December. I wish we could see kindness all the time, but just kindness during December, that's kind of fun. I'm Jackie Young. I'm Parker's grandmother. And I think my favorite part of Christmas is just having my family around. Awesome. Thanks, guys. That was good. (laughs) What mom said reminded me of a video. I don't know if if you guys have seen it, but it's a viral one on Facebook of a girl telling a story about Christmas kindness in a store parking lot and she's just crying so hard because she's laughing. Have you guys seen that one? No. Okay. Well, maybe I'll play it here when I go through the editing, but like the audio of it. But basically it's this girl who is just in this loving Christmas spirit and then she goes into the store and she's already in this mindset and she pays for someone's stuff. And she's just like, oh, everybody's all so much better and nicer during Christmas time. And she sees a guy scraping off her windshield and she runs up and gives him a hug and like, thank you so much for for cleaning my windshield. Like, you are the best. I love you. Merry Christmas. Everyone's so happy. And then he's looking at her like, what are you doing? And she sees that that's his car, not her car. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. And so she goes to 
her car and does a Facebook live where she just starts laughing like crazy and telling all of her friends what she just did. I read a little article. It was like a Christmas article about how everybody's so generous over the holidays and it makes everything so magical. And so y'all, I was just in this place. Hold on a second. Gosh, I'm about to die. Y'all are gonna, <laughs> I can't even contain myself. Hold on, I'm so sorry. All right, so I'm in line at the Wawa and this lady behind me is buying her um, ginger ale and I realize all she has is ginger ale and so I'm like, oh, I'm feeling the holiday spirit. I'm gonna buy this woman her ginger ale. And so I'm like, are you only buying ginger ale? And she's like, yes, why? I was like, I've got you. I'm going to get your ginger ale. She's like, why? I said, well, because I'm just feeling the holiday magic, you know? So she laughed and I bought her ginger ale and I was like, happy holidays. And we like, you know, it was a precious moment. So I walk outside and I'm still in this mindset that the holidays are so magical. <laughs> and I see this man. Is... I'm sorry. This morning, I was in the shower thinking, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. I'll be honest, I didn't have a structure. I was just kind of hoping we'd go for it and see what kind of madness and chaos happens. And then I thought with our family, that'd be a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> and we should have some kind of some kind of structure. Uh, so this morning, I wrote a bunch of questions and put them in, on paper in a bowl. Uh, and we're just going to go around the room and draw from the bowl uh, and answer the questions that are in there. Uh, and you'll notice on some of them in the bottom right-hand corner, it says parentheses everyone. And that's one that I think we should all just go around and, and answer. So uh, who wants to go first? Haley. Oh. Go first, Haley. Okay. So do I just draw out of here? Yes. Okay, what do you do to try to keep Christ in Christmas? Oh, so me personally, I I listen to church music that are also Christmas songs a lot every morning that I get ready and in the car when I drive to work. And I started doing that the first week of November, <laughs> and I never get sick of it. So that's what I do to keep Christ in my Christmas. Did it say everyone or no? Yeah, it says everyone. Okay, we could just go this way then. 
for well first what I do is I don't you I don't spell Christmas Xmas. I write Christ in it. The next thing is try not to be so materialistic and just um just focus on the actual good spirit and you know being kind and helpful more than usual cuz we're supposed to be hero. Okay, for me, I think um, this year I've tried something a little bit different. For me, I feel like I've been putting more of a focus on the hashtag like the world. And I really like the the daily text that I'm getting. So it's kind of a reminder to help me to remember to, to focus on doing things for other people. Because I feel like when I'm doing things for other people, I'm doing what maybe Heavenly Father would want me to do. You know what I mean? And What's it helps me. What's that number? What's that number? To text. Oh, geez, I don't know. Seven one two three four or something like that. You go to hashtag light the world online and you can just right there on that website you can click on it to sign up to get the texts. So yeah, I don't it's seven one two three four. Seven one two three four. Perfect. Yeah, that's cool. And it just gives you ideas, just fun things that you can do. And I think the more that I have been thinking outside myself, the more it's been you know, it says one by one. So one by one. I think what I like best about Christmas is the fact that I like to keep Christ in Christmas. I don't believe in the everyday stuff. So it's just keeping our Savior in our minds. Awesome. I think for me, too, would be the the music. I like to listen to the more spiritual stuff. Like, I'd much rather listen to those kinds of songs than the, like, kind of more funky, fun ones. I like the the more spiritual songs. Who's drawing next? Jerome's going to draw. Yeah. This one says three words that best describe Christmas to you. And it doesn't say everyone. Yeah, it doesn't say everyone. So, so it's I'm, just you. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. All right. Um, Three words. Cold. <laughs> gifts. And love. I guess because I'm always cold, no matter where I'm. Yeah, I I'm from Jamaica. You're I'm guess you're gonna say you know, but I'm from Jamaica where it's between eighty to ninety five degrees year round, and the coldest being is like um eighty degrees with a hundred percent humidity, and with the rainfall and everything, I'm still cold. And here I am in Boise, and it's forty five degrees and. I'm still freezing, so cool. And then, um, yeah, gift and love. Good answers. That was really good. 80 <laughs> degrees and 100% humidity. I, is I like, think I'd die. It's like the hottest <laughs> I could do. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the coolest thing. <laughs> I think I'd die. Do some ASMR stuff. <laughs> 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 that stuff's so creepy, though. Yeah, it is. This one probably plays into what Grandma was just saying. Uh, has Christmas become too commercialized? What are some things we can do to remember the reason for the season? And it says everyone. I think just remembering or being mindful of what gifts Christ would want us to be giving. Mm, that's a and then just do those things, whether it be offering our talents or serving people or whatever. But think what kind of gifts Christ would want us to give. Okay. I kind of think sometimes people take it so serious. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I think gift giving could be more meaningful, you know, not quite so hard. 
just just giving gifts that matter. And they don't have to be super expensive and they don't have to be fancy. They can just be ones that really are ones that are going to make that person's life a little bit better. And it can be simple, but just something that makes somebody's life a little bit better. And I think that's thoughtful and mindful, which is what Christ wants us to do. He wants us to take care of one another. I was just going to add on to that by saying, like, just simply paying more attention to the people around you. Because I know for me, like... I'm a teacher and I'm around people all day, like adults and teenagers. And sometimes it's really easy for me to get inside my own head and be like, oh, but I have like this much stuff to do on my to-do list. And after work, I have to go here and get that. And it's not always on my to-do list to like thank somebody or do something for them. It's mostly like stuff about me. So taking the time to just pay attention to the people around you and think of what they might need has helped me keep the reason for the season in my head. Can I add as well? Yeah. Like last night, my phone was blowing up and Haley was like, man, Mr. Popular you be. And I'm like, no, it's like all the ads that are being emailed to me. Like, you know, people are trying to commercialize Christmas where it's like, oh, get this deal now or else you're never going to get this. You're you're never going to get a vacuum for your apartment, dude, because... You know, this, you're going to miss this deal. We type really of thing. need a vacuum, though. <laughs> so it's like, it's like people, I think with all these companies like commercializing, it, it's, 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 there's times when I feel in everybody's life where we're distracted some point, so, you know, some point in our life where it's like, oh, I have to get somebody a gift. If not, it's, it's going to seem not Christmas, you know, because it, it becomes a hobby and a hobby becomes tradition. So I'm sure like, you know, the future generation is going to try to say, oh, Christmas is all about giving and like are expecting gifts and all that instead of, you know, like thinking just like you know, I said, like what people need, like focusing on their needs and all that. So, you know, we don't have to overdo it. Yeah, because like, well, sorry, that was probably really loud and abrupt. <laughs> sorry. But he, when he said like you have habits that turn into tradition, like think of those people who have a tradition to go Black Friday shopping together as a family and they like get gifts for everybody, whatever it might be. But then now it's like Black Friday is not even on Friday anymore. It's on Thanksgiving Day when you should be at home with your family actually paying attention to them. And because you've already created that habit to go for shopping on Black Friday, like, what gives if you go on Thursday, Thanksgiving, you know? So you're prioritizing the gift and the money and the commercialization of the holiday over your family and just spending time with them. And I think that's huge to recognize that. So Grandma over here drew one. Your all-time favorite gift you've received, you ever received, or worst. <laughs> I don't think I've had a worst. I think every Christmas, no matter what I get, it's my favorite. <laughs> and 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 I know twenty seven years ago we all received a very special gift. It was on the twentieth of December. And that was the birth of Parker. Oh, and Jerome's was 26 years ago on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Which is the best gift. Miserable gift. Worst gift. For your mom. You're just trying to trump on someone else's birthday. 
Yeah, always trying but. to take the limelight, bro. You're taking it. I need that. Okay, what is your favorite thing about the person sitting next to you? Oh, geez, which person? No well, pressure. Let's go right. <laughs> he did that on purpose. I'm on the right, everybody. I'm supposed to say my favorite thing about Haley. Or you could do both. Yeah, I'll do both. Okay, my favorite thing about Haley is that. Let me see. What do I say? Take your time. <laughs> oh man. Um. <laughs> Maybe do grandma first. First. My favorite thing about grandma is that she's just the sweetest, the cutest, and. Ooh. <laughs> I just wish I could be as good as her. Okay, but back to you. <laughs> I guess my favorite thing about you is that you really do have a giant heart. And I think that you care so much about taking care of other people. Thank you. <laughs> okay, it's my turn to draw. <laughs> Three words to describe your family. And it oh. says for everyone. Oh. oh, man. So we all have to think of three words to describe our family. Dramatic, loving, and fun. Because we, if we weren't dramatic, we probably wouldn't be fun. But if we weren't fun, we probably wouldn't be dramatic. And we're also loving. So those are my three words. Um, my family is crazy. Disturbed, <laughs> weird. My extended family is, um, which is my in-laws, um, are they're fun and cool and uh, what's that word you use? Dramatic. Dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we are. Do I have to use words? What are you gonna do? <laughs> well, I mean, three words. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I, you know, we've always had a thing we've said about our family is that we're little and broken, but still good. Yeah, still good. The Lilo and Stitch. The Lilo and Stitch that we've always said about our family. But the reality is, I think we're, I think we're funny, but I think we're a little on the crazy side. But I also think that we're a pretty cool family. I don't want to answer that one. <laughs> Nix. Thank you, Nix. Um, I would say dramatic has to be there. <laughs> and then loving and talented. Talented, yeah. That's a good Facts. One. Yeah. We could spit out a rap right here. Okay, let's do it. With, freestyle. with vocals, with rap, with beats. Can I say, when when you kids were growing up and we would go on a road trip, one person would just start, and it would usually be me if there was moodiness happening in the car. I would start, and I would go like this. And then, Haley, you would add something. Yeah. Bump. Bump. Bump.
let me spit something before it's done You know I'm hanging with the Kane family, really fun I mean, I can't really even explain this feeling That I'm getting dealing with the family is just know how to rock I mean, you listen to Parker, you know, he is a rock You hear Haley's vocal, you know, she not the same You know, Mama Kane, she's doing her thing I mean, I... <laughs> That was cool. You should leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll edit that out, guys. Just kidding. No, and that was featuring an addition to the family. Yeah, we yeah. didn't usually have the. That must mean whoever I marry has big shoes well, she to fill. Do what I do. She can just do a little higher. Bounce. Bounce. She, can, she can shake a tambourine. Maybe she can dance or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we'll put that on the podcast. <laughs> And Layla is shaking their hands. <laughs> can I see it? We can, you know. we can see you. We can put some like, shaky bell things on her hips oh. or something. She's, She's a belly dancer. Oh. <laughs> My turn? Yeah, let's do another round. Snow or no snow? Definitely snow. I've been telling Jerome for weeks. Like, it needs to snow. I feel like snow makes Christmas feel like Christmas. If there's no snow on Christmas, it just feels like, oh, another day. And it's just cold for no reason. It's cold to look ugly. And snow looks pretty. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Jeremy doesn't agree. Mm -hmm. Well, snow or no snow is still cold. So, (laughs) all right. Mine says, and this is for everyone as well, um, favorite or least favorite Christmas song? I have a couple favorite Jamaican Christmas song, and then no, I don't have any favorite Christmas. I love them all. My favorite one is "Mary, Did You Know." Yeah, I love that one. That one's my all-time favorite. I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite. I just I really like them all. Oh, I don't like the Twelve Days of Christmas. It just bugs me. I like a Holy Night. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I love that one too. Is that one your favorite one? Mm. Or Winter like, in the Air by David Archuleta. No, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the one you listen to the most. Or My Little Prayer by David Archuleta, but I don't think that's a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. But no. what's the one with him and Nathan Pacheco? No, Angels in the Realms of Glory. That's oh, a that's really, a really good, one. good one. So I would say my top three are Mary Did You Know, Oh Holy Night, and Angels in the Realm realms of glory and then one of my least favorites is baby it's cold outside (laughs) baby it is cold outside (laughs) you're a baby when it's cold outside wow wow all right next question you got it this one's a big one if you could give one present to the whole world what would it be Oh, geez. This one's not, it doesn't say everyone, but if anyone wants to chime in, they can. I think I would just say, well, like there's like what I wish the world would be or would do or a literal thing I'd give to them. What do you think? A literal thing you'd give to them. Like maybe it's something that you would make happen. No, I interpret it like some, not some like piece of knowledge that they could have. Because is it knowledge the greatest gift of all? Life is. Well, because where I was going with it was I just wish that, like, everybody would be kind. Yeah. 
And so I would, I, if I could give that as a gift, I guess I just would be, I'd be kind and, and pray that everyone else is being kind. Yeah. And I would backpack off of that and say that I wish people would know their worth and their purpose in life and like where they came from and everything like that because I feel like if people know their worth and their purpose then it's like naturally they're going to be kind to people because they're going to understand that that's that everyone has a purpose and everyone has worth even despite our differences and things like that and so that's a lot of the stuff that I believe in and try to teach to my students is Focus on you, your worth, and your story, and then use whatever that is to propel you forward in life always. And that's naturally being kind to people too. Yeah. Well, and then you have, I guess this plays into being kind, but be understanding and don't don't try to dig so deep into people and try to judge them when you don't have any idea what what yeah, they're going through. Yeah, because that's, I think, what leads to so much bad in the world is they just accuse, people accuse each other when there's just really no way, and they should just focus on themselves and make sure that they're doing the right things in their own lives. I think we should be able to give the world a cure for Alzheimer's and for ALS. Alzheimer's is a terrible disease, but it's more terrible. I mean, it's so terrible on the family where ALS is a disease that is, it's just unbelievably terrible, considering that the person still has 90% of their faculties, but they can't move. So And they can't talk. And they can't talk. And they try to, oh, and another side, kind of a humorous side, their smile doesn't look exactly like a smile. <laughs> I noticed that with with our son, Mark. And I always wondered why he had that strange look on his face when we took pictures. I then realized many years later that it was really him smiling, but his muscles weren't working. So, yeah, the cure for those two diseases would be my gift. That's a good one. That is yeah, a really good I one. I think I'd have to go along with Bob on that one. It was very difficult to see our son go through the ALS, and then my parents with um, Alzheimer's. It was, it was very difficult. Okay, my qu the question I've been given <laughs> is, what is on your Christmas list? Well, you want to know what? I got it today. It's family. having my family here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is for everybody. It wouldn't be Christmas without, and I'm supposed to list a couple of things. So it wouldn't be Christmas without, well, first of all, without our Savior Jesus Christ, it wouldn't even exist. So um, definitely without that. I think without, for me, it wouldn't be Christmas without my family. It would be hard to do it all by yourself. So my heart goes out there to people who have to deal with that. Um, but also... Christmas treats. I really dig Christmas treats. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go, everybody. Um, Christmas lights. There's just something about 
Like the way your home feels when you just have the Christmas tree up and the Christmas lights and then all the other lights off. It just makes it the vibe. I like the vibe when it's just the Christmas lights. Um, it wouldn't <laughs> Christmas wouldn't be Christmas um without Christ, I guess, because it's and the reason that's my sole answer is because in Jamaica, like not a lot of people put up Christmas lights, those those that can afford them, and then you know eating a lot of food that's everyday thing, and um yeah, so the it's just the, that's the sole reason for it. It's just, um celebrating the coming of the savior in the world for me. Parker, what do you think? Um. Obviously, Christ, and then, eh. <laughs> well, everyone said that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I would probably say lights and decorations too, because I think that's, I think that's what amplifies the mood. I think like if you went to Walmart and there was just nothing Christmassy up, then no one would be in that space. But when you go to Walmart and it all of a sudden looks Christmassy, you're like, oh, yeah, it's Christmas. I'm going to be nice today. (laughs) (laughs) What's the nicest thing a neighbor has ever done for you? So this isn't a neighbor. I guess she's a neighbor. Aren't we all neighbors? (laughs) I work with a lady named Christy. And she's she's a member of the church. But she's... um, she came to our temple ceiling when Jeromey and I got married, and that was like the first big thing that she ever did for us, just coming and seeing us get sealed in the temple. And that was huge for us because we didn't do anything else. Like, we didn't have a reception or anything, and she came to the temple ceiling. And I've worked with her throughout this whole year in our PBI program at the school that I teach at, which is really hard sometimes. And she always makes an effort to like help me and she's met Jerome a couple of times and he's come to the school and worked with her and the student that she works with and she's given us like already like four different gifts during the weeks leading up to Christmas of just like things that she hopes we can do together as a newlywed and just the fact that she takes the time to ask about us and our life and give us gifts that are meaningful for us as people not necessarily what will be expensive or something like that like everything she has done for us is for like a purpose and I just really appreciate her love for us and her friendship because it's constant and so that's the greatest thing that she's ever done for us is just being a friend and it's from the heart yeah this is for everyone Favorite Christmas memory serving someone else or favorite Christmas gift you gave someone? Oh, I have a good answer for that. I have a really good answer for that. Okay, everyone calm down. Can I go first? I mean, after you. Jerome has to go first. After Jerome, though. Um, Ricardo slash Jerome. (laughs) Oh. Ricky. My favorite Christmas memory would have to be, this one is going to be, a special one because it's the first time Haley and I are going to have Christmas. Um, but that happened yet, so it's not memory because it didn't happen. It's <laughs> oh. not It's not in history yet. But, so, <laughs> so might be, be terrible. So until, the, yeah, True. that too. <laughs> True. But before, before um, that happened, this would serve as my favorite, which is like this one time me and my cousins, we played soccer for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he's still living. And that was still the whole Christmas. <laughs> that was the entire day. That was the, I mean, after that, we went to celebrate my birthday and Christmas. So that was pretty cool too. We went to a really nice fancy restaurant and all that and ate a lot of seafood. Yeah. But <laughs> um, besides that, yeah, that was a fun day. I, I really enjoyed it and we had a lot of fun. No injuries and yeah, I'm breathing. So my favorite Christmas memory, well, one of my favorites is, so growing up, we couldn't have the missionaries in our house because we didn't have a priesthood holder in our home. Um, But we were really close with the missionaries, like really close with them. We would always talk to them at church and help them if they needed help with something. And if they had nowhere else to go for dinner and stuff like that, then we would literally have them in our garage and put a table in the garage and open the garage door so that we could feed them. And I remember um Elder Parker, Brett Parker, shout out Brett Parker. Um And I can't, I feel bad, but I can't remember who his companion was at the time. I think it might've been Kyson Lamb. Um, they came over on Christmas Eve and after their dinner and they just wanted to like hang out with us but they couldn't come inside and so we started shoveling everyone's driveways and sidewalks yeah yeah we went all around the block we went all the way around the block and did like 25 houses driveways and sidewalks on christmas eve and we had a blast because at the same time, we were serving people, but we were just having snowball fights and laughing and having fun. And that was just quality time spent with good people and helping people. And it was just a really good feeling. That was a really fun night. You know, I think the favorite Christmas memory and and a gift I gave someone was actually when you kids were little. I was trying to think back about when you were... I don't know, Parker, you probably would have been about six and Haley, you were four. And I was really struggling trying to figure out what I was going to do that year for you guys for Christmas. It was a really hard year and I just did not know what I was going to do. And I remember in August when there was those back to school specials, you know, when you can buy all those kinds of supplies and stuff really, really cheap. I bought two totes and I put a bunch of construction paper and scissors and hole punches and crayons and markers and little rulers and all kinds of stuff. And I gave you each a tote for Christmas that year. And then the other thing that we did is um, I got a whole nother tote and I was able to get some Chili's restaurant aprons and I bought those um, fake food, you know, all those plastic food pieces and you guys had like your, you would come around and you would take our order and you would write it up on your little tablet and put it in your little pocket of your apron. And and then you would sit there and you would create art pieces and picture frames. And honestly, that cost me maybe, oh, and I got a bunch of clothes from DI that you wore like aprons and you put on like a, like a, like a dress, like a pioneer type of dress. And then you put the apron over the top and you would take our orders and stuff. And that gift was so scary for me because I was really, as a mom, I was like, how am I going to even provide Christmas for the kids this year? You know, it really stressed me out and it spent so little, but you guys had so much fun with that. Like you created and created and created and created. It was just cool. You had lots of fun with that when you were kids. Doing that. Okay, and what would you like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the lobster's way too expensive <laughs> for you, honey. 
<laughs> Flipping the page and putting it in my pocket. <laughs> writing all big, like, squiggle lines, not even writing real words. You put on your heels. You put on your little plastic heels with the flurry stuff on it, the little fuzzy stuff. And you would wear she your cute. heels. She cute. She <laughs> cute. Remember when you made us all our favorite cakes? Oh, yes. Tell us about that. I miss that. Yes. Uh, every year I would make applesauce cake. Linda calls it applesauce bread, but it's cake. <laughs> and I used to make the smaller loaves and wrap them up so each one had their own. And then I'd make bigger ones for us to have as a family. <laughs> what she's forgetting to say is that we had a couple of years when I was growing up that were really, really hard. And she came to each of us and she asked us what kind of bread we wanted. And she made us each our own cake. Our own. (laughs) She made us each our own because I remember what was Kathy's favorite? Applesauce. What was Mark's favorite? Applesauce. What was David's favorite? Applesauce. Mm. Well, I thought only me liked applesauce. (laughs) Well, somehow my memory says that each one of us wanted a different kind. (laughs) But somebody used to get into the the others and eat part of it. I wonder who that was, Linda. (laughs) I ate everybody else's bread. She loved that cake. That's probably why I'm the only chubby one. <laughs> and thus it all started. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on really quickly. Oh, wait, did I answer? Oh, well, no. Christmas. Well, I think it was more like Christmas memory of serving. Mine is, I think, the Mangelsons. Yeah. When we did uh, the Secret Santa. It was the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, 12 days of Christmas. We It wasn't just like create big treats and batch and then deliver a small plate to everyone we know. It was pick someone that we really cared about and drop something off at their house 12 days in a row every single night. And we ding-dong ditched. We we didn't want them to know it was us, so we ding-dong ditched. We ran it up. Well, that's what I'm saying is there's a lot that went into it that was customized to them from us, and it was creative and special and serving and it gave us something too to look forward to every night that was a good thing to look forward to and you kids had to run it up to the door because i wasn't fast enough so you would always go up to the door and back ding dong <laughs> back then i was fast enough. Girl, <laughs> <stop> judging me. <laughs> well so that one's one of my favorite and then another one in regards to serving was at byu idaho and I did a, gr- a big Christmas mob, Christmas carol thing to that family in need. And we create, we spent weeks like creating how we were going to d- perform for them outside their front door. Pretty much. We did whole acapella numbers. We had drum lines. We had dancers. We had all kinds of things prepared so we could just knock on that family's door who I think lost like three or four family members, like a few days or a few weeks prior. And we had earned up like $10,000 worth of gifts or something for them. Um, And we just rang their doorbell, gave them the gifts, and did a big performance outside their door. And that one was was really, really cool. Yeah, that one's on on YouTube. I don't remember what it's called. I think it is called like 
Christmas mob caroling or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But that one was that one was fun. Now well, it's my turn. Yeah. What would we do if we were? <laughs> What would we do if we were all snowed in here right now for an entire month? Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome would freeze. <laughs> yeah, Jerome would freeze. Yeah, poor Jerome. <laughs> do you uh, have a sweater today? That one says everyone. But he was bragging to me about how he didn't wear his thermals today. Yeah. He was bragging <laughs> to me because he didn't wear his long johns to bed last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he wears long johns to bed yeah who doesn't i thought that was normal <laughs> you don't no, i surely do not i thought it was normal <laughs> snowed in for a month in this house right now yeah and it said everyone so we can all just say we would super be screwed because all we would have to eat is york peppermint patties and dong ding dongs <laughs> diet coke <laughs> and diet coke diet coke and 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 fudge sickles. <laughs> Which we wouldn't want. Do we have hot cocoa in here? No. Well, Yikes, the diet I needed. <laughs> Starvation for a month. We could turn on the stove and use a pot and melt the snow and we'd have water to drink. We could just dig our way out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Start. I'm going to dig my way. I, I could not. I'm one. <laughs> I'd have to find some way to escape. With or without my wife. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm missing the Whatever. game. Yeah, yeah. He's like, his phone would die. We don't have our chargers. <laughs> he couldn't watch the game. I would just probably just immediately try to get out and get help so we didn't have to be in here for a month. Fox. Yeah. Scene. You were escaping to help us, though. You were escaping to help you. No, but if I escape <laughs> before a week, like if it's if it's a week trying of our worth of efforts, like trying to escape and nothing's happening, then you guys, I assume you guys would be dead by then. So <laughs> it's like it, it's it, yeah, because there's nothing here. So I, In a week. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, geez, a week. I don't know. We You're crazy. Food, but we are they dramatic. They have food in their pantry. We're being dramatic right now. I was going to say, we're being dramatic <laughs> as to what we actually have. Well, we have some crackers. There's food in the pantry. And soup. There's peanut butter. But also we're being dra- dramatic as to what we would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trapped here. You got all that stuff. The mac and cheese, the noodles, the peanut butter. And crackers. Yeah, you. You yeah, you could live off that for a month. (laughs) And there's flour. But maybe we would die because we're dramatic, (laughs) and we'd and we'd kill each other. I think yeah, exactly. I think we'd kill each other before we ever died because of our circumstances. We'd step on a scale and see who who's heavier and take a pound off them to cook. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he says that because he knows he would never have to be the one. Fatten might be. You agreed with me. Cannibalism. Well, when you're trapped, you gotta survive, you know? Okay, next question. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Favorite Christmas movie? It's a Beautiful Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't say everyone, so. Okay. But if, if it did, 
I know what I'd say. Yeah, Haley would say uh, elf. Yeah. Oh, elf. I love this. Mine be grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. <laughs> I would say Home Alone would be an Oh, oh that's yeah, a good yeah. yeah. That's, I didn't think of that, but that would be. I was gonna say um, the the Santa Claus movies. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, my question is: your favorite Christmas decoration and why? Oh, of course, you would get that one. Darn we it. All it we all know what she's going to say, yeah. I know. Okay, let's all well, guess before she but says But the listeners okay. have no idea. Let's okay, all let's all guess before it. I say anything. What's your guess? The Santa Claus picture that she, what is it? Cross, cross-stitched. Yep, that's what I would say. Oh, I'd say the Christmas tree. You'd say the tree? Yeah. I, w- I think the Santa Claus that she cross-stitched. The... Santa Claus looking over Jesus's manger that she cross stitched. Yeah, yeah. When I was, yeah. Shows how much I know. When, Jerome, you need to look around my place. Okay? No, I love that one. I actually okay. do love that one. So I, when I was twenty years old, I was working at a store as a second job when I was getting ready to get married to the kids' dad, and it was really boring. That mall was not very busy, and so I said I stood at the counter and I had that was back in the you know, late eighties. <laughs> and I kept my cross stitch under the counter and I made a picture. It has like 36 colors in it. And I cross stitch a picture of, of Santa Claus with his hat off. He took off his Santa hat and laid it on the ground and he knelt around baby Jesus's manger and he's praying because he's thankful. And so I think that's a good symbol of remembering what the season's really about. So it's round and it's really cool. And I think it's a family favorite. Don't you? Mm-hmm. It's my favorite one. What is the hardest thing about being blank years old? So your age. <laughs> Let's you let play. grandma go first. Oh, yeah. 80 years old. You can't do anything. <laughs> You're losing your mind. <laughs> you can't walk straight. <laughs> the balance is off. <laughs> you don't sleep at night. <laughs> Come on. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> are we supposed to say how old we are? This is just, what's the hardest thing about being blank years old? The hardest thing about being 52. You can't walk straight. <laughs> I can't do Balance is off. <laughs> it's just a 30-year road with that. No. Sorry, I, I, I don't think it's that hard to be 52, actually. The hardest thing about being 52 is realizing that I don't have that many I don't have that many years left to work and I sure hope I have enough money to live otherwise I'm going to be living with you kids. <laughs> That's all there is oh, to it. Grandma just called you old. <laughs> True. <laughs> so I'm 24 years old and I think the hardest part about being 24 years old is <sighs> surviving like i mean there's a lot of things to figure out like you got your finances like ryan's due every month like what that should be illegal bring your husband here the yeah that's honestly our biggest trial right now is just figuring all that stuff with with jeremy coming to from jamaica to here and finances and 
planning for the future, like when we're going to do certain things and what we want to do in our future and solidifying plans to make our future plans a reality in terms of like, do we want to be doing and where do we want to be at and stuff like that. That's the biggest challenge for us, right? For me right now. Yeah, that would be mine as well. That's the hardest thing. I think this time in our in in our, in our lives, like 20, well, I'm 25, almost 26 in a couple of days. So I think um, making important decisions that affects, you know, our future is, 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 you know, making those crucial decisions, you no know, making the wise ones that, you know, won't make us bad. So, so, um, well, there's, there's other big, like, like when to start having kids, like what vehicle, when to get another vehicle, all these other things that, you know, that are hard decision to make right now, so. Um, the hardest part <laughs> about being now 27 years old, because I just had my birthday, in this culture especially that I've been brought up in, being like the LDS culture and going to school at LDS schools and stuff like that, but to be 27 and still single and having everyone wonder what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a girl and you're single and you want to marry a really talented 27-year-old, hit me up. You know what to do. You love your Uncle Carl, don't you? Yes. Well, he was he was 30 years old before he got married. So what happens when I'm 31? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you're only 27. You're just a baby. Oh. <laughs> get she's going to come here this year. 2020 is the year. <laughs> Backstory. Mom's been saying every year is the year. Since we were both like 14 years old. Every year. 2014's gonna be the best year. It's gonna be the year for you. 2015's gonna be the best year. It's gonna be the year for you. Now we're still here. 2020 <laughs> is gonna be the best year for you, Parker. You know what? Your job as a mom is to encourage your kids. So what do I say? This year's gonna suck. So enjoy it. <laughs> Next year's gonna be better. I hope. Maybe not. I mean, that's not what you do. So you have to just kind of lift them up the best you can. What is something about Christmas most people like, but you hate? I know his answer already. Go ahead. Go ahead. Answer. I was just going to say snow and cold. Thank you. <laughs> no, I was thinking something else. What? The commercialization of everything. Well, that too, but I mean, I mean, you know, one of my favorite things is about Christmas is gifts, so and it's my birthday, so I can't I can't knock the commercialization of Xbox three sixty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Money is a good gift because you can get what you want. Exactly. So that's why I'm not you know, it's just different part like don't judge me on my past. Like judge me <laughs> of who I am now. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Just, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely hate Making Christmas treats. <laughs> I don't mind eating them, but I hate the whole, we're going to make Christmas treats. <laughs> no. I will eat them and I will give them to other people happily, but I don't like making them. I don't recall that you really ever have. Nope. <laughs> I don't like wrapping gifts. I like watching people raft, wrap gifts. Like I, And I like getting gifts. But wrapping them, my family knows I'm the worst wrapper ever. It's all bundled yep. up. Yes. No, like, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't freestyle well. No. Gift wrapping. I suck at it. All my presents that I give to people are all crumpled up and ripped and like have 100 pieces of tape on it. Tape all over it. So I know some people get really into that and like, oh, look how pretty I made this gift look. And I'm just like, I wish I could just give it to them unwrapped. So, yeah. You know, I just don't. One of the things that frustrates me at Christmas time that I get, I just don't like entitlement. I don't like when people just tell you what to get them and they assume they're going to get it. I like to be able to use my own creative mind and get them what I want to get them. There are people in my world, but I don't want to say, but there are people in my world who just act like what they get. They're not grateful for what they get. Does that make sense? Favorite Christmas childhood memory for everybody. Okay, I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite Christmas traditions is going to movies on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. There's always good, usually really good, happy family type movies that are coming out that are fun to go to. I don't remember how old I was. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember going in Pocatello to one of the Santa Claus movies where at the end, in order to keep the sleigh going and in order for him to complete the mission, I guess, of doing what he needed to do, everyone just had to believe more. And at the time, we didn't have any snow, and I felt like snow is definitely a necessary, like, to me, like, there has to be snow on Christmas. That just makes it so much better. So, I remember, I don't remember how old I was, like, 10, 11, 12, something like that. But I was in the theater just like, okay, I'm going to believe that by Christmas there's going to be snow. And we were watching it on like Christmas Eve. So I didn't allow much time. (laughs) And I remember our family was really happy. We all just kind of skipped out of the theater holding hands. (laughs) And when we walked out of the theater, it was dark and really snowing like big time. Yeah. It literally started snowing while we were in the theater because it wasn't that way when we went. Yeah, exactly. It was warm. Mm -hmm. Like there was no hope of snow. And then as a kid, I was like believing that there'd be snow and the movie was telling me to believe. And then afterwards there was snow. And then mom said something that was like, I guess we just needed to believe more to, to have the snow come. And the snow came. And that was probably the most immersed into the whole like Christmas spirit and like believing in everything that I've ever been. Yeah, I think if I may add, like I think that should be a way of life for people, like just believing what you can achieve and what you want to achieve and just do it. Okay, what are some gifts Christ would want us to give? And this is for everyone. A gift I think Christ would want us to give is I think he'd want us to give time. You know, sometimes we get really busy in the hustle bustle of our lives and the busyness of our lives and all the things that we have going on in our own little world, you know. And so just to give the gift of time, you know, to pay time and attention to the people that really matter in your life and the people that maybe you haven't noticed. So I think time to include people, give them the love and the time that they need. I think um, love and kindness, and give of yourself. I would say the gift of patience and passion and knowing how powerful you are just by being you. 
like just knowing your worth, like I will say that over and over again to everybody that I meet, just knowing your worth and your purpose, because if you know your own, then it's easier for you to see um, other people's worth and purpose. One thing that Chris would want us to give is, or what I think is um, understanding, like I feel like if more people will get along if we understood each other more, you know? Like, everyone knows that I hate the cold. Just get me scarf and hand warmers and so on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's all down to understanding. I would say he wants us to give the gift of ourselves. He designed us a certain way all individually. We're different from any other person out there. And he designed us to be ourselves and offer what we can to the world. And... Oftentimes that's in our passions and talents, but if we aren't being ourselves, then we're, we're not doing what he'd like us to do, but also it shouldn't just be December. So kind of, we have to be celebrating Christmas all year round. Like 98 degrees then. If every day could be Christmas, what a wonderful world it would be. <laughs> you know what song I'm talking about? Yes. Sorry, it's not my best vocal day. So we should close this thing out. Parker, thanks for having us on the podcast. It's been so fun to have our family together and get to take part in this big thing that you're doing. This is really comfortable to you because you've been doing it for a whole entire year. And I'm super proud of you for sticking with it and doing it every single week for 52 weeks. That's really incredible. That's quite a goal to keep up with. And I'm proud of you for your one of, one of your podcasts said stick-to-itiveness, and that one's really stuck with me. And I think your stick-to-itiveness has been really incredible this year. But I think from our family to yours, um, every family's different, right? Every family has different sets of circumstances. And I, for one, believe that your family can just be your friends that are in your area, in your neighborhood, in your ward, in, in just your community, the people that you work with, just making sure that you're inclusive and that you're remembering those that are around you. And just, um, just Merry Christmas from us to you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. That was the special podcast with my family, the McGregors, the Canes, and the Youngs. We'll add some ASMR there, too, of the McGregors kissing each other. <laughs> That was, that was a really fun episode. Thank you, Mom, for the kind words you said. Merry Christmas to everybody, uh, and I'll see you next week. Bye.